up, y'all? How y'all doing? We got episode four, Daily Dribble Drive. I'm with the boys, OJ and Johnny. What's up, y'all? OJ here. Big OJ loves Lonzo. Yeah, what's up, guys? So, you know, the playoffs have started. Game ones and game twos all over the place. Some, some very interesting series to talk about, to say the least. So, let's start with the most entertaining outcome. The most entertaining possibility. The Clippers are down 0-2 to 6-8 Slovenian master Luka Doncic. What is happening in Clipper Nation? I mean, they 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 lose like the last five games of the regular season. So in their minds, they have a, the easiest path to the Western Conference Finals. And now they can't even make it out of the first round. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, you guys, you guys start. What do you guys like? What just start? What are your thoughts? I think uh, Luca took it personal. Uh, he saw Lakers, uh, Clippers tanking, and Luca's Luca. We all we all knew this from last year too. How he carried the Mavericks last year to Game Six. We also knew this this year in the season. How he carried this Mavericks team with Przingis not even showing up half of the season. He carried them to like a good position in the playoffs or in the season. And now he's doing some Luka magic, as they call it, against the Clippers. And the fact of the matter is that the Clippers just aren't showing up. Kawhi's playing good minutes. Kawhi's playing good in general, 40 points in the last game. Paul George is not, like, washed up either. He's just dropping points. But if you look at the stat sheet, if you look at how they're playing on the court, no one else is showing up. And the rotations are just not there. And Luka's just doing everything. He's getting his whole team involved. And Dallas is just making a huge upset right now. And it looks like they're going to win the series. No one really thought of it. I don't think any of us predicted it uh, last episode. I don't think anyone but other than seems, Mark Cuban and Dirk Nowitzki predicted it. <laughs> it seems like they could pull off something crazy, like uh, Mavericks have done in the past. But right now, what's happening is pretty crazy. What about you, Johnny? What do you think? Yeah, let me just start this off with, for all those people that said Kawhi carried the Toronto Raptors to the 2019 chip, we need your apologies, please, because it seems like Kawhi can't go anywhere without Kyle Lowry and Masai Ujiri and Nick Nurse. But okay, on a, like, on a actual, like, real note, I have no idea what the heck is happening to the Clippers. Like they, this team is supposed to be different. Yeah, as and, I recall, um, in our first two episodes, John, you're really hyping this team up. Yeah, this team is the yeah, same. I this thought, team has changed. Bro, I thought. Listen, I thought they were gonna make it out of the Western Conference, and it looked like they had all the pieces, but they're just getting absolutely shredded on the defensive end by Luka Doncic in Game One. The Dallas Mavericks shot 47% from three on 36 attempts. And you're probably thinking, okay, that's got to come back down to earth. But no, game two, they go into the Staples Center again and they shoot 53% from three. Like, honestly, and like Steve Jones Jr. on Twitter or uh, in the lab on YouTube, they broke down basically the Clippers defense and oh my God, it is so bad. It's just poor rotations, no effort. Zubak is getting absolutely destroyed. Ibaka is not playing at all. Like this team is a mess. Okay. Okay. You remember last year in the bubble, the Mavericks were actually, they were killing the Clippers back then too, but Chris Porzingis, he got tossed in game one. And then he got removed in game three. And the Montrezl Harrell stepped on Luka Doncic's ankle and really messed with him. So the Mavericks have had the Clippers number. But still, like, you ask the Clippers. They lose game one. You ask, you tell the Clippers, you're going to shoot 50% from the field. You're going to make 13 threes on 40% shooting. And you're still going to lose the game. And the only reason the game was close is because the Mavericks, the Mavericks were not good from the free throw line. They shot like 54%. And... Like the Clippers, what? 
you have Kawhi Leonard and you have Paul George. You guys, they said they're like the best wing defenders since Jordan and Pippen. Now, obviously, that's BS, <laughs> but that's what they said. <laughs> that's what they said. And Luka Doncic is literally tearing them apart limb from limb. Like, did you see that three at the end of the third quarter? Like, he's playing horse. Like, yeah, the one he's 22. Like, Okay, Luka Doncic is obviously great, and he got next after LeBron. He's going to be, you know, the face of the league, the next best perennial all-star, perennial all-NBA talent. But, like, why is Zubac playing? Why? Like, (laughs) he should not be on the floor at all. And then you acquire Rondo for the sole reason to put your offense in place, get your offense, and he plays 19 minutes only. That's it. You played Reggie Jackson 30 minutes. And Rondo was, in his 19 minutes, he was a team high, plus 13. He, the Clippers were a good team with Rondo out there. But what is Ty Lue? Come on. Is LeBron really that good? Is LeBron really that good that he's been coaching the team all along too? Kawhi Leonard, 41 minutes. You tell Kawhi, Kawhi's going to play 41 minutes, 41 points, efficient night, 14 for 21, four threes, and you're still going to lose? I mean... What, what is wrong with the Clippers? Yeah, I it's think. not not doing good. And we'll see what happens in game three, like if it could change. But we have to also give credit to the Mavericks role players. Like Tim Hardaway Jr., he's putting up points. And he's good on both ends of the floor, but especially he's scoring those three points. The percentage is so high, mainly because of him as well. He's the second highest point scorer on Dallas after Luka. And they don't really have, other than Porzingis, like even Kleiber is putting in, like after that poster, I guess he took it like <laughs> personal and he stepped it up in game two and he did pretty good too. Um, Dallas is just a much better team at the moment, how it's looking like. And it's looking kind of dangerous at the moment for other teams too who come in their path. I mean, they tanked to get the, to play this year. Like, <laughs> You could have had as good as Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, or they can't co op against Kawhi and Paul George with their size and athleticism, even though I have no idea where that went because Luca has no athleticism, yet he's, he's tearing them apart. And like Patrick Beverly, you, you're talking all this. You said to Steph Curry, the next five years are mine. And what, what are you doing now? You're like, he's like the biggest offensive liability. Like he has no idea what he's doing out there offensively. And whenever, he, whenever he's guarding Luca on defense, Luca just takes him down low and he just, he's eating some barbecue chicken, some nice barbecue chicken. Yeah, that's another thing that I wanted to bring up too. Like Luca is hunting for Pat Beverly, like the way LeBron hunts for the weakest defenders in the playoffs. Like he is, he always wants the screen to come from Beverly's man. And it's so bad that Beverly is not even switching anymore. He's just hedging like a big. He's not even switching. And he's a he's an all NBA, all defensive team. All guard. defensive first team guard. All first team, with all the talking. Oh my god, it's a. It, it really makes no sense. Like you gave Luke Kennard sixty million dollars, and he hasn't seen the light of day yet. Yeah, you're relying on Reggie Jackson, Nicholas Batum. You know, Nicholas Batum last year was the worst player in the NBA. Statistically, he was the worst player in the NBA. And he's playing crunch time minutes for the Los Angeles Clippers. I mean, he's been good for them this year, though. Like, yes, but you can't rely on him like they do. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, Serge Ibaka, their big offseason acquisition. Yes, he missed a lot of games, and you know, at his age. It's hard to come back, but, you know, he doesn't have a Kyle Lowry pushing him, yelling him in his ear. And I don't know. Like, this is what Kawhi wanted. He wanted to come to L.A. with the convertible and the New Balance ad. He chose this shitty franchise over the Toronto Raptors and even the Lakers. Hey, listen. It's just embarrassing. Do you guys think the Clippers have a chance to come back from this 2-0 deficit? Well, the thing is, it's 2-0 with Dallas winning both games at Clippers home. 
Now, home court is a big advantage in NBA. We've seen that with the Suns game, which we'll talk later on. But going to Dallas, I don't think Clippers have it in them to win both games. They may win one. They may come away with maybe the game three dub if they do change some things up. But it's going to be extremely difficult. And before I had Clippers in six or seven, and I think now it's the opposite. I think Dallas will take this series in six, maybe even five. Um, what about you? What do you guys think? Yeah, I would say that I think game three is going to basically tell us how this series is going to go. Like we saw the Lakers went down 1-0. And what did they do? They came back and responded on the road too. And they responded. Meanwhile, you got their uh, their embarrassing cousins over here, the Clippers, who go down 1-0 at home. And Kawhi played great. Kawhi had that, you know, signature, I'm going to carry these guys. But these guys just are not that good. And I think if they come out with that horrible effort on defense again, you know, they're, they're going to get shredded again. And, you know, I think, I think Dallas will win the series. Um, there's just a lot of things going against the Clippers. And the Clippers look like a dumpster fire right now. And... Yeah, but I, I still think if, if they can win game three, the Clippers can probably push it to maybe even seven. Maybe. If they if they come out convincingly in game three. But yeah, this is this is uh this is not good for uh Kawhi Leonard's legacy. Exactly, yeah. Kawhi Leonard's legacy is um deep in jeopardy. Getting out in the first round, like um these top players usually don't get out in the first round. We've seen some like top players get out in the first round. Like obviously, um, like Jimmy Butler in the Heat series is gonna get out in the first round and stuff. But like, I don't think I've seen LeBron James ever get out. And he he used to be like compared to LeBron and stuff, right? For top right. player in the NBA right now. Yeah, LeBron that's and Kevin Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think Max Kellerman can say anything anymore. <laughs> I think he he was a big uh, Kawhi advocate. After this bouncing, yeah, the I first think, round potentially is pretty gone. Yeah, he already but lost one. How series. much of a better game are you gonna get out of Kawhi offensively? Like he shot 14 for 21, four for seven from three, went to the free throw line 10 times and made nine shots. He added four assists, two steals. Like he's not gonna play that much better. But I wanted to bring up a point. Ever since Kawhi left. San Antonio in 2017. It's like he can't put together a 40-minute basketball span where he's on both ends of the defensive, both defensively and offensively, like he did in San Antonio. Oh, yeah, he's hurt. He's definitely hurt. He, he can't do it. Like, if you see it, he's just – he switches off Luka so easily. He just hands him off. And then all the other people, they just get cooked. Like, he, he can't put his imprint on the game like he did when he was in San Antonio. And even – like he did when he was on the Raptors, when he was guarding Giannis with obviously with all that defensive help, but still like, like he's, he's not the same player that he once was. Yeah, I definitely, definitely I, I would definitely say so. He's lost. I think like a lot of people make a lot of, they make a lot of news about like his load management the past couple of years, but I think he actually needs it. Like he has a, apparently he has a chronic, like left. He gets a lot of, it's a lot of, the NBA, you get a lot of um, skills and remarks and acknowledgement as a what's the word as a, as a, as your reputation proceeds. So like JJ Redick, if he'll be shooting one for ten in the game or ten percent for the season, somebody will still be right up in it. And same thing with right, Kawhi, right. just because he has those two defensive player of the years, people think he's an amazing defender, but he's really taken a step back this year, last year, ever since that San Antonio injury. Yeah, I think like like what like what I was gonna just say about like the load management. I think he really does have some like chronic like ish, health issues that like he literally cannot play an eighty-two game schedule. Like I think he is just going to be injured for the rest of his career. Um, and also part of it is like he never carried like this high of a load on the offensive end. Maybe except for his last year in San. His Antonio. last year in San Antonio, he was. 
Yeah, but that's that's like one year, right? And you know, he's been what, okay. But even in twenty sixteen, he was still giving you twenty plus points, and he was guarding Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook forty minutes a game, thirty five minutes a game. Yeah, I, I mean, in I the think, playoffs. Honestly, I think his body is starting to break down, and that's why he needs load management. I agree. But one last point for the series. If we do see Mavericks win, which is the more um, likely option at the moment, you see Kawhi leaving the Clippers? And if so, where do you think he's going? How can he? He can't. Like, if he if he leaves, that'll be, like, I don't know. Like, how can he leave? He, he wanted this situation. He told Steve Ballmer to trade everything for Paul George. He came in the convertible in New Balance. And told LeBron James that this is his city. Ah. And this is where he wants to be, right? Like, this is his house, his home, San Diego. So, I don't really realistically see how he can leave. Yeah, honestly, I don't I don't think he leaves. Like, Kawhi, Kawhi wanted to play at home. And that's what we've all been hearing for so long. And, like... But if, if he, he leaves, that'll be bad. That'll be bad. Listen, the Clippers deserve it, you know, for copying the Raptors and literally everything. Stock and Kawhi, bro, they deserve it if he leaves. He did. They Clippers deserve everything that they're getting. And one more thing, Paul George. If you're Paul George, you can't shoot one for seven from three point when you know this is basically a do or die game. If you lose, all the odds are against you. There have been like three teams or four teams in NBA history who have won after losing the first two games at home. If you're Paul George, you, you got to show up in that fourth quarter. You got to put your imprint on that basketball game. After talking all this shit during this past year, saying I'm back, I'm the MVP. I mean, yeah, I, I don't have any more injuries. He didn't play good. He played all right. He played pretty he good. Played, he played all right, but if you look, if you look to their cousins, LeBron and AD, but they both showed up. Oh yeah, they I mean- both. They both showed up. Paul George, Paul George was fine last night. Paul George was not the problem. Last, last night, last Paul night George, was, Paul George Paul was a George team was worst well. minus eighteen. Yeah. Okay. Look, Paul George on offense was not the issue. Paul George on defense and everybody Paul else George, on their everything team. on Paul George was an issue. Nah, he if, okay. If you're you're if you want to be the second best player on a championship team, you got to show up in games like this. You can't just let Kawhi go off and just rely on him and just ride his coattails. No, I think he played okay. He was fine. The he pl- was okay, but he, he has to be that all-NBA player. I mean, He wasn't you, an all-NBA player last night. I mean, what do you want from the man? This guy had 28 yeah. points. He had 20, 60% true shooting. shooting. It's yeah, a do-or-die game. From three, but he shot one for seven from three. Was, yeah, he shot one for seven. That bad. Yeah, and he did not have a good fourth quarter. Okay, but overall, he still had 28 on 60%. But he didn't have a good fourth quarter. You have to close out that game. It's not his fault. In that fourth quarter, Kawhi didn't show up, nor did Paul George show up. Listen, listen. Okay, Paul George, I know people like to beat up on him and slander the man for his past playoff performances, but this game was not on him. Okay, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't outrageous, but it wasn't still a good showing. I mean, it was, it was mediocre was at best. Listen, if he plays like this again, you're happy. Yes, that's because of his previous playoff performances and how bad they've been. No, he, he no but bad. I agree with Johnny. This one was not on Kawhi or Paul George. They didn't play too hot in the fourth quarter. And defensively, the you have to take that challenge. Cold. Without okay, yeah, yeah. defensively, the whole so different story. You have to that take that challenge if you're Paul George. You're 6'8". You have all the athleticism in the world. You can't let this 6'8 Slovenian white dude from Europe just kill you. Why not? He's Luka Doncic. <laughs> I know he's Luka Doncic, but, you know, if the Clippers want to win, Serge Ibaka has to get healthy fast, and he has to play a lot better because Zubac has no chance against Luka. And Rondo has to play a lot more minutes, especially down crunch time. You know, there was a lot of fighting between the Clippers, between Serge Ibaka, Rondo, T. Lou on the bench, and T. Lou and Paul George came out, and they just straight out lying, saying, you know, we're not worried. Nothing's happening. It's hard to win on. It's easy to win on the road in the NBA. Like, they're just lying <laughs> through their teeth, man. Stop. Yeah, they gotta, they gotta stop switching so easily, like, on the screens for Luka. Like, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Marcus Morris, 
y'all gotta like just stay with the man like you can't just switch <laughs> off so easily like i don't understand why like there's so many screens where they don't even have to switch and like, they just switch it's on like half court and they just switch you don't need to switch the help defense needs to be a lot better exactly but hey as a toronto raptors fan as a petty toronto raptors fan i like what's happening <laughs> all right let's i feel bad on. for the guy but yeah i'm very happy too let's move on to the the the, the nets versus the celtics now that's just blew them out. Anything you uh, like? They just look way too good. The yeah, three-headed like, monster Joe Harris, just too good, too good. Yeah, yesterday was impressive. Um, the Boston versus Brooklyn game. Uh, when I was watching it, and I saw Joe Harris was like the top point scorer until like the fourth quarter when Kevin Durant just scored a couple more points in them. Um, with Joe Harris shooting like that, and the big three doing what they're doing, uh, it's going to be hard for any East team to really show up against them. And Boston's not a bad team. Like, Jason Tatum is getting locked up. He's playing one of the worst playoff performances of his, like, young career. But Brooklyn's just too good. And we've seen in both matches, both blowouts, it's kind of hard to say or to bet against them in any way. What about you guys? You see the series going anywhere? Yeah, I mean, the one thing, though, like, Tatum got poked in the eye and, and like, he didn't come return. So, like, it's whatever. But, like, there is no chance for the Boston Celtics. Yeah. And if Brooklyn is playing like this, like, defensively, they're locked yeah. in. And with that big three, they're going to buzzsaw through the whole NBA. Like, the whole league. They, nobody has a chance if they're going to play like this. Yeah. Especially if Jason Tatum is not healthy this series. Like, this series is done or maybe if Brooklyn doesn't, they don't try one game. They don't come back to Brooklyn for five. But I'm, you know, moving on to the next series. I think Milwaukee, as we said, me and Johnny said, they're a much better team this year. The addition of Drew Holiday really unlocks Chris Middleton, and it takes the pressure off of him with running the high ball screens with Giannis. You know, it looks like they it, they have a comfortable margin in this series, up 2-0, and. Um, I think personally they're going to win this series now, whether that's in six or five. But they just look like a much better defensive team, much better offensive team. And the Heat, the bubble was an anomaly. The bubble was an anomaly. It wasn't, it wasn't proper. All right. Listen, you know, a lot of Miami Heat fans have been on Twitter <clears throat> at the trade deadline saying, oh, Kyle Lowry won't help our team. Oh, Tyler Hero. Oh, all of this stuff. All right, listen. Jimmy Butler is 31 years old. And you're telling me they don't want to go for it when Tyler Hero does absolutely nothing and only scores four points on one for five shooting. Not to mention (laughs) their stars, Jimmy Butler, only going for 10 points and a team worse minus 34. Bam has not been aggressive at all in the whole series. And, you know, I just don't, I don't understand why Miami didn't go for it. That's what I don't understand. Miami should definitely have gone for that trade or that pickup of Larry. That would have been, that would have helped their team a lot. Right now they don't even have a true point guard who can actually like make a big impact. It's kind of embarrassing to be honest, especially that loss. That recent loss against Miami, the first game was super close, but this first, uh, second game that Miami lost so badly, 34 points. Crazy. Yeah. I I didn't think it was going to be like that. I thought, I still don't think Milwaukee is going to go that far, but they definitely got this series for sure. Listen, if we're going to slander all of these guys for being bad, the Paula Georges, the Pascal Siakams, the DeMar DeRozans of the world. Listen, I love Jimmy Butler. I still think he's a top 10 player in the NBA, but this guy has got to play better. Game one, he was four for 22. That's 18% from the field. 18%. Like, 
And then game two, you know, he played a little better going four for 10. But as I said before, he was a minus 34. And Giannis has done a great job defending Jimmy Butler. And Bam Adebayo has just not been aggressive at all. Yeah, and being Jimmy Butler, the main player on Miami, getting only four free throw trips or four free throw shots the whole game, that's kind of embarrassing. Like, players like him should be driving in, putting more aggression, going in for the layups, for the hard layups, getting fouled, and getting more shots on the line as well. Like, scoring 10 points, being a star like Jimmy Butler is not the best. Okay, Jimmy Butler and Bam, they have to be better straight up. Like, Miami has no chance of winning a game even if they continue to play just like they did. And just back to my point, it just shows how much of an anomaly that basketball they played in the bubble was. Because Milwaukee is a great home team. They get a lot of energy off their crowd. You know, when Giannis is dunking and the whole Pfizer Forum is going crazy and there wasn't that in the bubble. And that allowed the maniacal team of Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra to lock in because, you know, those two are a little intense. And it, just, it allowed Miami to have certain advantages that the other teams didn't with their strong leadership, which now this year in the playoffs were more closer to or resembles a closer playoffs as previous years. Milwaukee, with the addition of Drew Holiday and P.J. Tucker, has been a much better team. They've been able to strangle Jimmy and Bam and Tyler Hero defensively. And offensively, they've been a lot better with the extra playmaking and shooting of Drew Holiday. And it, it looks very rough for Miami. But if you remember two years ago, 2019, the Raptors were in a similar position. Where in game one, they lost a very close game where Kyle Lowry went off. And we all said, oh, they lost the Kyle Lowry game. They lost the Kyle Lowry Game two, they get blown out in Milwaukee. And game three, they come back and win a double OT game with Kawhi and Pascal Siakam going off. Now, can Jimmy and Bam replicate that? It, it doesn't look it doesn't look that good. There's still some hope for Miami, but they got to fix their issues and they got to fix them quick. Right. I think out of all the teams that are down 2-0 right now, if you had to choose one team to come back, it would probably be Miami. Oh, 100%. Bro, Boston's not coming back. The Clippers, it's a shit show that's happening there. Yeah, and because, like, Miami, you know, it's like the, yeah, what you said, like the Toronto situation where they're going home. They got two games. Now, can Tyler Hero replicate what he did in the bubble? No, he can't. Absolutely not. But they have to get that from somewhere else. They have to get that. Duncan Robinson's been surprisingly, he hasn't been that bad. You know, he can still space out the floor and help out. Goran Dragic has to be a little bit better. And, they just got to be overall, as a team, as a unit, they got to be better. And that starts with Jimmy and Ben. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, I always say I do not like to face Miami, you know, with Eric Spolstra and his coaching adjustments and Jimmy Butler. But, you know, so far, so far Milwaukee's done very well with it. And, you know, that's with Giannis not shooting well at all outside of the restricted area, basically, at all in this series so far. And so, you know, okay, I guess my question to you guys is, can Miami turn it around? Your gut feeling, is Miami going to turn it around? My gut feeling is no. I, I think that they can. We'll see game three. I think game three is tomorrow. So we'll see how game three goes. I think they can turn around. I think they have a chance to win two at home. Despite how bad they played last game. A slim chance, but I have to be A lot of people on Twitter are equating this, like I said, to the 2019 Raptors series. Well, I got a news flash for them. Fred Van Fleet's not having a baby. He's not walking through the door. Kyle Lowry is not walking through the door. Pascal Siakam is not walking through the door. Especially Kyle Lowry, because they didn't want to trade for him. <laughs> Tyler Heroes, I don't think his wife or his girlfriend is pregnant. Like, he's not going to have no baby anytime soon. He's not going to go on a ridiculous 7-for-7 seven seven three-point shooting spree. Just wait for Iguodala to hit that game winner in game three. Okay. Stop it. Just wait. 
Yeah, but I, I would agree with what you guys are saying. I think out of all the other teams, Miami probably has the best shot of coming back. But I, I, I don't think they will. And I think Milwaukee, they have this series. Unless, of course, you know, something crazy happens. But Milwaukee has this series for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still think Milwaukee will probably win the series. It just Miami could potentially come back. But Milwaukee might have this one. Now, but yeah, let's get in. Where do you want to move on now? To the king of LA, LeBron the James king. and Anthony Davis. Yeah, they go sir. up to Phoenix and they win game two. Chris Paul was not healthy in that game. Um, no. Basically didn't play the second half. The, the Suns, they were relying on campaign to make big threes and big shots. So Raptors 905 alum. <laughs> My biggest takeaway from this game was Ron James is not healthy at all. He, he, had, he had campaign on him at times. He had, what's the wing defender's name? Their McCall starter. Bridges. McCall Bridges. He had McC- LeBron can take McCall Bridges in the post any day of the week. LeBron is too big. He has like 50, 60 pounds on him. But he just, he didn't. He didn't. Like, he didn't even take him down there. He's no, not the need to take healthy. him down there. He didn't need to. He, he, was, like he was on the perimeter basically the entire game. He didn't drive with that ferocity. He couldn't, it looks like he couldn't get the lift off two feet that he needed when he was going in the post. And, you know, he Did made... you not see the alley? Yeah, okay. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. LeBron and injured his right LeBron ankle. LeBron injured so his right high. ankle. He When he jumps off for dunks, he goes off his left ankle. He doesn't, you're telling me you saw that game and you saw LeBron James 100% healthy? No, he's not 100% healthy, but he didn't. He's not. He's, I think he's, he's taking it light. He doesn't need to put taking in the work. very lightly. Yeah, he doesn't need to put in the work if his teammates. He had are Chris Paul on him and and DeAndre Aiden on him, and he settled for a step back. No, this is what, what the difference between the Clippers and the Lakers, both being Los Angeles teams. This is the difference: the Lakers role players and the Lakers team is actually playing like a team, and they're all showing up. It's not just the two stars carrying the team; all the whole team is putting in work. And Dennis Schroeder played big that game. Andre Drummond, you both hate him for some reason. He, but he's Andre a, Drummond should not be allowed to post the ball up, and he should not be allowed to dribble. Like, if you're going to post the ball, just go up. No dribbling. Yeah, but he still had an efficient game. And Anthony Davis was the biggest um, factor in this game, in my opinion. How he switched from the poor first game that he had to the amazing second game that he had this game. Um, he put up a big fight and he went to the free throw line 21 times that's the crazy part the refs helped him a bit but going to the free throw line 21 times making 18 shots pretty good for a star like davis all right what about you johnny what, what, what's your take on this all right you, 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 you guys winning the championship you know, i chose phoenix now? i chose phoenix to win this series as you know and after the first two games, I have to say, if CP3 is going to be like this, they, got, they don't have a shot of winning. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And so, despite that, I, I am encouraged, though, with the way Phoenix is playing. I do like the way they're playing. And, you know, even with the Chris Paul injury, they were right there in the last two minutes until, you know, the Lakers did their, oh, break glass in case of emergency plan where they just put 80 at the five and they just destroyed teams. And they went on what, that 8-0, run? 8-0 yeah. run. Um, and so, you know, I think as a, as a young team, they're playing good. And Aiton's playing great. Devin Booker is definitely playing good and his game definitely translates to the playoffs. Um, and you just got to hope CP three gets healthy because you know, when Anthony Davis was at center, those lat those, those three possessions out of the timeout was like that one big block from Anthony Davis. And it was just not good offensive execution. And so 
Okay. I mean, you guys agree? Like, Phoenix is playing. Is Phoenix playing better than you guys expected? Yes or no? Yes. Yeah, they're they're playing better than I expected. When when I 100%. heard that they're going against Lakers first round, and with their second best player injured, some people may their say best they're player. the best player. Their best yeah, player. that's that's what some people may say they're the best player. Chris Paul, not hundred percent. They're playing pretty pretty good. Just putting up a really good fight. But if it keeps on going like this, injuries are a bad thing in the okay. NBA. And if it continues like this, it's going to be bad for Phoenix. Without Chris Paul, they don't have they don't have yeah. But, only the money you invested at the beginning of the season for Phoenix winning the championship, it might not work out. Things happen. Yeah, welcome, it's okay, well, you know. It's welcome okay. to the twenty. Welcome to the twenty eighteen Rockets experience. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I mean, like. It's unfortunate that CP3 got hurt because, like, you know, this is the Suns team is legit. They're good. They are good. No, no. But... The, the, the thing is, is that if this Phoenix team had, like, a different team against them, like Portland or um, what's it called? What other teams could they have had? Memphis. Memphis. They, if they had any of those teams, I think they still, without CP3, could have put up a fight, won the series, a tough battle. And then in the second round, when Chris Paul gets better and comes back, they would have had a better chance. But the stars just didn't line up for them, and they had to face the biggest playoff star, LeBron James, and his huge roster in the first round with Chris Paul injured. LeBron James, okay, first of all, LeBron James is not healthy. He is not trying absolutely whatsoever out there. He's settling for jump shots, yeah, not that, driving in, he's not part. posting up. That's the scary part. He's not trying. And yeah, I agree, but is he not trying because he doesn't want to? Or is he not trying because his ankle isn't 100% and, and he's scared of, you know, going to the basket and landing on someone's ankle and effing it up even more? I think he's been in this league for way too long. To, he's, he's built some intelligent characteristics, as in when you notice the game can like, he can impact the game in a different way where he doesn't have to put in the work and go to the basket score like that. He takes it light for his health too. You know, he's 36 years old. He knows that this is not the goal. The goal is to win the championship. And when he needs to show up and like later around, that's when he'll show up. That's just my opinion on LeBron. Yeah. I think part of it is he's not obviously not a hundred percent, you know, like, these past, like even the playing game, he was not great. Um, and game one, he was not great. It, okay, the stars have sort of aligned for the Lakers, as in the Clippers have fell off. Jamal Murray is injured. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, I don't know if he's a hundred percent. Oh, him also coming off that ankle. So it's really this winner of this series is going to be the favorite to come out of the West. Yeah, which sucks yeah. for Phoenix, eh? Doesn't that suck for Phoenix? Because huh. <laughs> the Clippers absolutely fell off, right? And Portland, they don't have enough to go against LeBron and AD. And Memphis, if they make it past there, that'll just be happy for them to make it out of the first round. Like They don't have enough to take it to the finals. And LeBron can pace himself now because he knows that, you know, I just got to win this series. AD is going to help him get through it, and hopefully that ankle recovers. But, you know, right now, it's not looking good. If, if they have to face that Brooklyn team and LeBron's playing like this. No, I will say, though, like, he has lost, not, I wouldn't say a considerable amount okay, okay, okay. of his wait, athleticism. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Yes, he's lost athleticism. But he has but lost LeBron, some. His pre-ankle injury, LeBron, he was, he was MVP in discussion. Okay, yeah. First of all, I don't know if he should have been there. Okay, uh, no, 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 but he was still, he was still. Yeah, no, no, I'm not, like, he's still a legit, like. He was All-NBA first team, say that. He was All-NBA first team. Yeah, but I'm just saying, he has lost, like, the past couple years, his finishing at the rim has started to, you know, come down a little bit from years past. Okay, that's because he was just so amazing back then, but he's still the best in the NBA. And his ability to pass the ball, his ability to pick matchups, like, if this was a 2018 LeBron even, this LeBron would have killed um, Mikael Bridges in the post. 
He would have destroyed him. Mikel Bridges is too small. He can't guard LeBron. Bro, but he doesn't, like, it's okay. He, if LeBron you just uses his strength, I mean, yeah, I guess you could outmuscle him, but, you know, Phoenix, okay, at the end of the day, Phoenix, even if they lose this series, and if they, if they keep playing like this, I'll be happy, you know, as a Phoenix supporter this year. I like what I see, but, you know, a lot of people are talking about, oh, Phoenix has a very bright future. I don't know how bright that future is. It is a bright future. What are you talking about? Look, Aiton and Bridges are both up for extensions. Aiton's going to get a massive extension. Bridges is going to get a huge extension as well because they both played very good and they're very important to this team. Chris Paul is a free agent as well. And whatever happens there, whatever. But I'm just saying, it's like the Denver fiasco with like the, the that why Jamal Murray's injury is so devastating. They have to start paying these guys soon, right? And okay, then their cap space is gone. And we've seen every, almost every team, except for like the Lakers, in the past couple of years where they usually have some guy who is – way outperforming their contract yeah and like they're about to get locked in to like okay, some okay. big money hold contract up, hold up, hold up, hold up. the nba with player empowerment movement chris paul is probably not going to be you know he's not there for the future let's be honest like he's on the older side devin booker and deandre in are still pretty young and the way the way they'll get better is not through free agency. It's through the disgruntled superstar coming through there via trade. Like James Harden came to the Brooklyn Nets. Even the Brooklyn Nets were capped out. They were paying Spencer Dinwiddie, KD, Kyrie, Joe Harris, all these people they were paying. But, you know, they made the trade because they had the assets, which Phoenix still does. I mean, I don't think they have a Karis LeVert and they don't have a Karis LeVert and Jared Allen okay, just wait, sitting wait, wait. there. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, Who's a and, nice young point guard? No, but also think about like this too, right? How did Brooklyn even get better all of a sudden? Bro, That's because they, they so were a good team. No, they had so much cap space and they signed Kyrie and Kevin Durant. This is this is different. They don't have any cap space. They're, they just don't have a way to get... Uh, okay, unless Miami, like... Miami. Unless they're driving. Miami had no cap space. They were just a good team. They signed and trade for Jimmy Butler. There was still a max contract. No, no, no they didn't but they do a signed sign and trade. trade. They didn't have cap space. They didn't do a sign and trade. He just signed there outright. No, no, they Max did a contract. sign and trade. They did a sign and trade. You could check. Oh, okay. But, I mean, still, it's still the future is bright in Phoenix. <laughs> now it's not as bright as um, maybe Dallas or Memphis, but it's still bright. Oh yeah, okay, you're right. It was a sign and See, trade. See, it was a sign and trade. They no, but they some still. Bumps. No, but they still needed the cap space first to be it able to... It was a sign-in trade. There was no cap space needed. Okay, but also that's only because... That's a 14 trade, okay? Like, that doesn't happen a lot in the NBA. If Okay, if... If, um, if Jason Tatum says, I want to leave Boston, I want to go to Phoenix. Is Phoenix going to give everything but DeAndre Ayn and Devin Booker to do it? Yes. Yes, they will. But the thing is, I don't know that if that's enough. Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayn, and Jason Tatum. No, I Tatum. mean, do they have enough assets to get it? Like, If Jason Tatum wants to go to Phoenix, they will find a way to do it. James Harden came. Bro, Brooklyn okay. Nets didn't Listen, give a hell of a lot of... When you, have a disc- when, you, when you have a disgruntled superstar, it happens. It always happens, no matter how bad the trade is. Listen, Karis LeVert and Jared Allen, I do not see those two guys emerging. No matter on, how bad On the is. Phoenix Suns. And okay. plus, they need Mikel Bridges. Bridges is their best defend- perimeter defender. I'll take Jason Tatum over him. Okay, but like the thing is, they literally don't have anything to trade at the moment. Are they okay. going to develop their picks? Yes, they'll develop their picks. Okay, look, look, look. Dude, okay, I think they do have a. They, I do. I think they do have their picks, which is like their advantage. Exactly. But like, I'm just saying, like. It's not as bright as what everybody thinks it is. That's just all bright. I'm saying. Okay, we're getting sidetracked. Let's let's go to um, Denver, not Denver, 
a Utah Memphis. So Donovan Mitchell doesn't play game one. He's pretty pissed. And the Memphis Grizzlies come out and win. Now he is playing today, according to reports. Who do you have today, Utah or Memphis? Well, I think Utah's going to win. But yeah, I just want to say that I love the way Memphis plays. Memphis plays exciting basketball. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what the ratings say. I don't care what the ratings say. Memphis is a very good team. I just want to say, if Draymond Green learned how to shoot a basketball for being paid $80 million, we would have seen Steph Curry. Listen, Memphis is a very young he gets paid. He gets paid $80 million and can't shoot. He can't make an open layup. He had an open layup to win the game. Look, that's all in the past. Memphis. No, that's all in the past. I'm still pissed. Memphis deserves to be here. John no, Morant played excellent. Jonas Valanciunas. He, he, he is amazing. Kyle Dylan Anderson. Brooke. Dylan Brooke. Yes, the Canadian boy the, from Mississauga. Yo, yo, Mississauga. <laughs> it feels like every playoffs, there's a Canadian that's breaking out. Last year with Murray and, and Dort as well. Lou Dort. I'm with, a Lou Dort fan. And this year with Brooks. Who was it in 2018? Okay. Aside from 2018. Like Who was it in 2017? Now. No, it's starting now. You know, all these guys are really young. All these guys are very young. Okay, but I think if Donovan Mitchell's healthy, the Jazz have no problem winning this series. Right. Even yeah, I agree. Healthy. Even if he's not healthy. It, look, they lost by three points in the first game. And with Donovan back, he's just too good. He's the reason Utah is at. He's one of the reasons Utah is at the position they were at the end of the season. So, yeah. this Today, I put my money on Utah Jazz, game three and four. I still think Utah Jazz will go up in the series 3-1. Um, okay. Just, just have to see when. Oh. Next, we got the Garden. Playoff basketball is finally back in Madison Square Garden. Trey Young ices. Trey Young ices the Knicks in game one, which I was completely wrong about because the Knicks, I don't know what they're doing because they're not picking on him at all. That's making it too easy. Trey can't drop 32 with that in the Garden with all those fans. Like someone needs to lock him up. Someone needs to stop him. It needs to happen fast. He torched them. Listen, the Knicks are Randall. Let's just say first game, the main player on the Knicks, Randall, was not the Randall we've seen in the season. And we've seen Barrett also underperform. But both their top players weren't there. And they still like put up a good fight. Like there's a two-point game, game winner by Trey Young. I think today it'll be a fun game to watch. Knicks are going to win this game. I think Knicks still have this series in the bag as well. They just right. uh, pick up, pick it up. As the guy who picked the Atlanta Hawks to win this series, I still picking the Atlanta Hawks to win this series. And listen, I, I said Atlanta in seven. Okay. But you know, there's somebody on the injury report that's going to, that may swing this series. And that's Nerland's Noel. He's questionable for game two. And if he misses time, the series is going to be a wrap. Because he is their anchor on defense, especially when Mitchell Robinson went down. And if you look down their roster, who else is playing center? Taj Gibson? Um, yeah, Taj Gibson. He's not that good. Like, he's, he's, a, he's an all right Tibbs role player. But, you know, if he's starting, if he's your starting center, yeah, you can forget about it. And okay, honestly, I didn't also did not see Trey Young perform this well. However, I don't think Trey Young needs to perform this well for the rest of the series because the Atlanta Hawks have too many offensive weapons. And it's not only just like they have guys who can score, it's like they have guys that can make the right decision, they, they can make the right read, they can make the right pass. And they can hit their threes. Like Lou Williams, Gallinari, Herter, Bogdanovich, Collins, Young, and Hunter is a legit six, seven, eight guys who are very plus on the offensive end. 
and Clint Capella's was huge last game. And especially if Nerlens Noel is out, I do not know how they guard Trey Young in the pick and roll because he was okay. shredding them. Yes, Nerlens Noel needs to come back. But my point on Julius Randle, which I brought up, I think on the last one or the one before that, is yes, he didn't play well. But will he play well? Because, the, again, the shots he makes and takes are hard, difficult, tough shots, which become 10 times harder in the playoffs. Right, right. Sort right. of like the DeMar DeRozan of yeah, he takes some next level. Yeah, so shots. it's yeah, you know, in the playoffs, in the regular season, if you go cold for three, four games, it doesn't make a difference, right? Like law of averages, it averages out. But if you go cold in the playoffs for three, four games, you're you're out. Bye bye. See you on the couch. Mm. Yeah, I, I, that's a good point you made, but I I think he's gonna bounce back this game. We'll see. They yeah, they I mean, have to be better could, defensively. They have to be better defensively. Look, Julius Randle could bounce back and have a huge, like, 30-plus point. He can, performance. yes, he can. But the thing is, he's not doing himself any favors, taking all those fadeaway mid-range jumpers. And, okay, maybe then you say, okay, why doesn't he just bully his way to the rim? Well, that's because Clint Capella is literally just sitting there waiting for him in the paint. And they don't have a, they don't have a center that spaces the floor and can bring Capella out even with Noel. So does that mean they go small and put Randall at center? Um, that could be something. But also another thing is they need to get Peyton out, out of the starting lineup. They cannot afford <laughs> They cannot afford to start out slow game two. Yeah, he just subbed up into the rest of the game, I'm pretty sure. And then um, he rose uh, quickly. They played the majority of the minutes on point guard. Oh yeah, Peyton played eight minutes, but like, yeah. still, that's that's too many. That's yeah, you should be yeah. If they want to win, they have to be better defensively because they're not matching Atlanta shot for shot. Oh yeah, of course. And like, like I said before, right? Like with how many offensive weapons they have, like if you key in on Trey Young and he has a bad night, like who is not to say Bogdanovich is gonna go crazy like he has all season, or Collins is gonna have a big game. Or Lou Williams, who was huge in the third and fourth, at the end of the third and the start of the fourth. Lemon Pepper Lou. <laughs> exactly. Okay. And you know, you have to do the New York Knicks now. They don't have uh, – probably Julius Randle can do this the best, but, you know, they have to do a little Luca James Harden matchup hunting and, you know, make Trey Young work on the defensive end so he doesn't have all this energy to run around and kill you offensively. What does that lead to? It's only going to lead to a fadeaway jumper because Capella is just sitting there. You know okay, I mean? I'll take I'll take a fadeaway jumper if Julius Randle is shooting over Trey Young compared yeah. to any other defender who's like taller than six four, six five. And yeah, that's true. And the funniest thing was like in the fourth quarter they played stretches where Gallinari was guarding Randall. Exactly. Like you have to punish them for that, and you have to punish Gallinari for guarding Julius Randle and for his hideous haircut. <laughs> his disgusting haircut. You have to punish him for that. All right. I guess I'll ask another question. Did game one change? I know it didn't change Umer's opinion of the series, but Omed, did it change your opinion about who's yes. going to take the series? Yeah, I don't want to do an overreaction, but first I thought it was going to be a pretty lay low series for New York, but this is going to be a six or seven game series. Oh, yeah. I and think the, definitely. I think it's definitely going to be a close series. So, like, flip flop. And if Trey Young hard. continues to play like that, I think the Atlanta Hawks have it in the bag. Nah, Just to lose six. to the 76. Knicks and six or Knicks and seven. I had Knicks and five before, but not to change it I guess, to six or seven. I guess another question is today a must win game for the Knicks? Yes. Definitely. Yes. With all those fans so hyped and the big advantage, you're going to hear it tonight. If you watch a game, you're going to hear the Knicks fan base put down Trey Young like he's never been put down before. And that's a big advantage Knicks have. And it's only going to be this game, so they have to win this. It's a must-win game. All right, last series, Philly-Washington. Oh, wait, we didn't get to Denver yet either. 
Yeah, we have two two series left. Philly, yeah, Washington, and left. Washington. Okay, and, let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Philly, Washington first. That was the first game today. So Philly, Washington, and game two today. Um, the Wizards just looked like they were outmatched, and yeah. you know, the Philadelphia team with Ben Simmons up front and Joel Embiid. They're very, they're a very big team for Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal to go against them. Yeah, shout out to Tobias Harris too. Big, yeah, big shout out to Tobias Harris. I, nothing's yeah. changed for me. I think Philly's still going to win this series pretty easily. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah. I want to see more out of Washington, but Philly's got this, especially like how they played first game too. I want to, I want to see more out of the stab pattern, but I didn't see that drive. He didn't. He wasn't angry. There's, there's no stats to pattern anymore. Yeah, he didn't get his triple double. He was a bit upset last game, but this game I think he'll get a triple double. I'm looking and for lose. that. He may lose, but they have a higher chance of winning when he gets triple double. So we'll see. I don't okay. think it's gonna be a sweep, though. I, I don't. I, re- I realistically don't think it's gonna be a sweep. Maybe five games or yeah, five games. Now, Denver Portland. Portland wins game one. Denver responds with a big win in game two, and um, like this is the hardest series for me to predict because it could go. Literally, anyway, Jokic has been amazing. Damian Lillard came to the first half, he was amazing. And I don't even remember who I picked, and honestly, yeah, that's, I what, that's I what I was gonna it. say too. Like, the series is so close, like, I don't know because I, I got Denver still. I think I said Denver in six or Denver in seven, but I think I'm gonna stick with Denver in seven. Jokic is just too good. And they don't have Jamal Murray, but the other players didn't play too bad. Um, and Damian put up 40 points, which is crazy. But I don't, Nurkic just can't guard Jokic. Like, Jokic is just too good. That's why he was, and still, like, I think he's the MVP of the league. I think he's putting in the work and he's doing it for um, Denver. Also, surprisingly, Paul Millsap put in a good shift last game. If he keeps that up, he can be a good player for the Denver Nuggets. Um, yeah, what, what about you guys? It's hard for you guys to decide which one. Okay, so I want to see one thing next game and see how it goes and see if the Denver Nuggets continue to do it. So in the second half, Mike, sorry, Michael Malone. Michael Malone put Aaron Gordon on Damian Lillard. And Aaron Gordon at 6'10" really seemed to frustrate frustrate Damian Lillard and really limit him with his ability to Damian Lillard's ability to go one-on-one and take step back threes. The bigger frame of Aaron Gordon really seemed to limit that. And if that continues, I think Denver's going to win this series. And I'm up, I'm probably leaning Denver, but like I said, it's so close. But if that Aaron Gordon, if he continues to guard Damian Lillard like he did in that second half, it's going to be hard. Yeah, I think this series is just hilarious to watch. Like, it's just Dame pulling up from way downtown on screen and rolls because Jokic can't come up high enough. But then at the same time, they just come down and then they just give up a layup to Jokic because they can't play defense. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think, I think, like, I'm going to start leaning towards Denver a little bit as well because, like, they just can't guard anybody. Like, you're telling me that Rivers, Compazzo, and Monte Morris are all hovering around like, you know, the nine, ten, 9 to 12 range in terms of points per game. And, you know, those three guards, they're not scoring guards, but if they're giving you like a 30 point, um, a 30 point effort, I think that's okay. And I think that's worrisome for Portland as well. And to add on to that, like Jokic is obviously Jokic and he's been so good. And Dame has been really good too as well. But I think, I think Portland is a little bit in trouble with their defensive issues. And I think this is, I think this is the year they, they need to break up Dame and CJ. Really? Yeah, they, they need to break up Dame and CJ. They cannot guard what a pylon. You, okay, but what are you getting back for CJ? Oh, I mean, maybe you go ask 
Dallas if they want Porzingis because I think I don't think Porzingis is any good. You really think Porzingis gonna work on Portland? Okay, but they just need they need and I think I think they low key found their CJ replacement in Norman Powell, like a cheaper, obviously not as good, but a much cheaper replacement. That's that's a hot take. No, I agree. If Portland wants to win, they need to break up this CJ Dame pairing. You should try something new. It's definitely not working out. Yeah, I mean, they, the problem... Or they need to add more talent. They the problem is more. they can play defense, both of them. And they just both get hunted. And in the playoffs, they just get absolutely... They, they, like, they, they, they can't even guard Campazzo, Austin Rivers, and Monte Morris right now. <laughs> like... Yeah, imagine Jamal Murray was here. That'd be crazy. Yeah, Jamal Murray would have a series. Jamal Murray would be having a series if he was still here. Um, So, yeah, let's leave it at that. Yes, thank you for joining us again um, for for episode four. Appreciate it, everyone. Um, We'll be coming back with a new episode soon time, very quick. Uh, Can't wait to see what the Clippers do in game three and what happens in the garden tonight. Yes, Knicks in seven, Lakers in seven, Lakers in six, actually. That's, that's where I sign off. But, yeah.